Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Here we go, episode 219, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We're two guys that have actually never met in real life. We've been doing a podcast for about three years, uh, socially distant. My name's Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. My co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin, what's up? How you doing? How's things? I'm, you, I'm, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It, an editorial note and a correction. It's almost four years. Wow, time flies. Can you believe that? <laughs> 17. 2017, we're in 2021. It's cray-cray. It's weird. It, it's a strange concept how, how fast this has gone by. Jeez, uh, uh, you know... Sometimes I think uh, it seems like it's been forever, and sometimes it, it just, uh, you know, just seems like a week ago, so I don't know. That's the way, the way stuff goes when you're an adult, and, and we've, we've yeah. been doing some weird stuff, time-wise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how's life? What are you up to? What, what's going on in your world? Uh, you know, I start from the most recent, and then I work my way back, and then I, like, three deep, I forget everything. So uh, I, uh, I was up in Connecticut for a week with Susie was there. Uh, I'll get back to that. Uh, but tonight, today I got home or this morning I got home. It's Monday, right? The week before Memorial day, 2021. And I'm, and I'm, uh, I don't have work through the union. There are some, I hear there are jobs going out in June. So I'm just sort of kicking around and, uh, and, uh, I, I, when I'm, when I'm here, I, I, I make sure that I, I'm around for Kylie and drive her to school, pick her up from school, et cetera, took her to dance. And so I, I picked her up at dance at seven fifteen. Mm-hmm. Apparently today, Kylie got all, she's I was like, dad, can we stop? Can we stop? She wanted to get rigatoni. She's like, it's really important. It's rigatoni day. Like, What's that? She's like, oh, you have two years. She's like in 2019, there was a TikTok thing about rigatoni and it's rigatoni. I was like, that's not like a thing. That's not a thing. That's not important. We don't know. We're not going. But I ended up stopping. I went. It was, you know, I ended up, I needed to go to the grocery store anyway. Stopped at a grocery store. And Kylie got a call from her friend from dance, uh, her friend Liv. And, uh, and Liv said, are you guys still at dance? Uh, my mom got a flat tire. Um, can can you, you, your dad, you and your dad pick me up and drive me home because I have homework to do while she waits to deal with it. So anyway, so finish up shop, right? You know. Get a couple of things uh, and the rigatoni, very important. Uh, and then we uh, went, and I was going to drive her home. But as soon as I got there, I'm like, I, you know, did you? Uh, the woman, the mom, said that she called AAA. I was like, no, I, I can change the tire. And uh, it was a, a newer, uh, I think it was like a, a newer Jeep. You know, not like a Wrangler, but that other kind, like a Jeep Command. I don't know the Jeeps, but um, and and it had one of those. And so I've changed a lot of tires in my life. Last time I tried to change a tire, I failed because I couldn't get, you know, you know, well, when you have one of those cars with the, the spare tire, the donut underneath the car. That sucks. Yeah. That, that's like, the yeah. And then thing. there's, so sometimes they rust and they got, her car was a brand yeah. new car. It was just a matter of figuring out how to release it. Right. You got to take the rubber piece off and then you take the, uh, you know, the, the tire iron and, and sort of wrench and put it on the lug nut and you loosen it up and then it lowers to the ground and then you can pop it off the thing and whatever so uh i ended up changing the tire uh the AAA guy she didn't get a chance to cancel AAA, and they usually take a long time they usually take at least an hour and a half two hours in this area but if especially if it's busy but you don't know and so uh he showed up and i was just getting the tire back on he's like you were quick he's like you were I was like, you were quick too. You got here a lot sooner than I would have expected. And he's like, uh, you know, that's pretty good. We're hiring. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but it, I, I think I changed it because uh, I kind of needed a little bit of an, an adrenaline rush. Yeah. I kind of wanted to feel like a guy, like a man. like I, And it's one of the very few life skills I have, you know. and uh, You got that going. I mean, I don't know. If, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you remember. We weren't doing the podcast, but right around uh, from September, in a six-week period, or maybe it was a four-week period, September, mid-September 2016, 
uh, I changed four tires. I, I, I think I do four. remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah, that would have been an anchor thing that I was talking about. Yeah, it was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, so I changed that tire. Uh, but other than that, I don't really have much going on. Connecticut was great. Was there from Monday of last week until this morning, except I came back home on Saturday to take the written test at the New Jersey Motor Vehicle Commission uh, to get to pass to get the permit for my commercial driver's license, Class B commercial driver's license. How'd that go? And pass? I failed. Oh, I failed. Okay, well, you've got to get you've got to get eighty percent correct. Fifty questions, multiple choice, three answers. I got thirty-one correct, but I got eleven wrong. So something like that. Like so, the the, the computer shuts you down you're once not, you get too many wrong. Away. You're not far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or if yeah. you pass, if you get forty correct, you know, then boom, without getting in. any wrong, you're yeah. only taking doing forty questions. Yeah, I, I didn't study properly. I was reading the CDL manual that the you know New Jersey Motor Vehicle Commission uh, gives you, and it has all the information there, but it's cumbersome. Mm-hmm. What I should have done was taken practice tests and just sort of see what I intuitively know, what I don't know, and then look at the answers and look up the thing about the answer. You know yeah, what I mean? So right, I was right, familiar right, right. with the types of questions. That's the way. That's the way I should have done it. We told the kids that same thing when they with their learner's permit, and I know this is more than a learner's permit. I, I, I get that. It's hard well, but, but it is. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's just a, a lot more to know. You it's, know? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. But it, it's same it's concept. Very, the same concept in terms of taking the test, but there'll be more, you know, you'll have to, to get endorsements. Like, I should get air brakes, for, if nothing else, you know, passenger, bus. There are certain things you can get, but that shouldn't, you, shouldn't, you can't take those tests. Shouldn't we pass. all have air brakes? If, if one person has air brakes, uh, I'm just kind of feeling a little Bernie Sanders-ish right now, but I think if, if, if anybody has air brakes, shouldn't I then be entitled to air brakes. Why, why does one person get air Everyone, brakes? I, you know, in my case, it would be good for the thing, but uh, <laughs> everybody gets air brakes. It's very... So when are you going back? When are you going back? you taking Bernie Sanders back with you, and you guys are going to walk in together, and you're going to go, I want to take this test, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so how, how long do you got to yeah. wait? Do you got to wait a while? Is that how it works? Uh, they, the way it works in New Jersey is you cannot take the test for a full week. Uh, she stamped on my, you know, permit application um, May 29th, but there aren't appointments available at all of the at the the motor vehicle commission near me. So I I schedule and I don't want to take schedule it during the week because if I get a job or when I get a job, I'm not going to be able to break away to take the test. And COVID's probably affecting so, that somewhat, I would guess, right? You know, what's that? COVID affecting that somewhat, I would guess. I I, I so I I believe that that's part of the reason yes because they got so backed up right. and then the way they and they probably don't schedule all you know uh, appointments overlapping because they probably want to have a space between each computer because you got to be on their equipment doing the whole thing i don't know right. I, I feel like some of these government institutions are milking the pandemic oh yeah they for, are there for for uh, you know to help them with their bureaucracy that's that's listen that's my cynical cynical i think side. you're right because okay here in in iowa they just announced that the uh in this county anyway the county that i live in uh they're not going to open the uh county offices i think until june 7th and we, uh, the, the the governor of the state of Iowa, turned. She just like the last week or two weeks ago, somewhere in, the, in that time frame, just basically said, "It's over. We're we're done. The pandemic's over. Forget it. Just go about mm-hmm. your. She's basically go about your lives. They they um, no. We have no rules, no restrictions, no nothing. She outlawed the idea that any business can create a rule. So uh, a business can't say you have to mask to come in our in, in our place anymore uh, there there's nothing it's just like it's back to back to where it was now i'm not saying well, I, I don't i mean now i don't to me if a, if a business wants to say you have to wear a mask that doesn't bother me necessarily but if it were to go on for years and years it'd be like i'm not going into your comp i'm not going in 
I, I, it didn't bother yeah. me necessarily either. All things equal, there was one business in town that uh, we did a lot of uh, a lot of a, a lot spent a lot of money with uh, a home home improvement place called Menards that um, they announced. Uh, one day after the CDC thing came out, they said, "Well, we're just going to stick to the to the uh, to the masking thing." And and we're also, they they had had for a, for a, a certain period of time, they had a lot of uh, security at their at their entrances, and uh, they were really making sure everybody had a mask on, which I was fine with that. That was that's okay. You know, that's when we were all freaking out and didn't know what the hell was going on, and um, you know things were were spiking, and you know it was it was you know in, in that state of mind. Fine, go ahead and do that. Well, then when the CDC said, um, you know, take the masks off for the most part, uh, they announced, they, they made a point out of announcing that they were going to just stick to the masking thing. And um, I knew that even though Home Depot, uh, which is basically the same type of, you know, same type of store, uh, Home Depot nationally didn't uh, didn't back off on their policy. They said that, that you were supposed to have masks. I knew that they didn't care because I'd been in, in and out of there and I knew that there was people walking in, in and out without that stuff. So I thought if I'm going to go to one of those stores, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'll go, I'd rather go to Home Depot where they're, they're being, um, I, I just felt like they were being they're, 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 they're less, less asshole-ish. It seemed to me there were the, the, these other guys were just making a point out of something that seemed for whatever weird reason, um, they were, they were trying to hang on to something else. And so we were going there, uh, for a few visits, uh, kind of just based on that. But for the most part, I, I was with you. I was, I was of the same, uh, state of mind as if a business wanted to do it and wanted to create some sort of a thing, uh, and they said, you know, it was up to them. But, but then the governor said, um, you can't do that. And, um, she, uh, schools, everything they said, you know, you can't, the schools can't make up their own rules. The, the businesses can't make up their own rules. It's just, it's over. Just, you know, if you want to wear a mask, go ahead. If, if, uh, as a business though, you can't do it. So, um, it, for all intents and purposes here, there, there, we have nothing going on for any sort of a restriction. Right. Rule. Well, it, it's, uh, I'm going to say that it, it's gotten real confusing. Confusing yeah, as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the with you know what the president seems to be saying, what the CDC, what governors are saying, uh, Andrew Cuomo, he lifted everything. Everything's back to normal. But that's he gets a big asterisk because, as far as I'm concerned, Andrew Cuomo doesn't want anyone to remember about the nursing home deaths. He wants nobody to know about all the creepy shit with the women. He just was like, "Look, everything's back to normal. Everything's great. It's great because I think that's a little. I'm not saying that's really what's going on, but." That's the cynical side of me. That's well, like, yeah, I don't know. It might. I don't be. know. It might be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm not out there you know, enough. And 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 then and then uh, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. I just found this out because I've been around and, and I haven't been paying attention to the news. But uh, he's going to lift the mask mandate and social distancing rule on this Friday, just in time for Memorial Day weekend. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, everybody just, can, yeah, yeah, yeah everything's normal, that, right? right? So, but he's been a holdout. But I was up in Connecticut and I had gone and I looked at the list and I looked at the list of like the big box retailers and the grocery stores, like Whole Foods was keeping it. Trader Joe's was not, you know? Yeah. So CVS, surprisingly, said that they weren't having it. I was up in Connecticut, which does not have the mass mandate. Like Susie's store, J. Crew, it's they they're doing the thing where it's like, uh, you know, if you are vac double vaccinated, vaccinated two weeks out, mask optional, and or something to that effect. I don't know the exact wording, and and uh, I walked in there to to meet her for lunch uh, one day last week, and I walked in without the mask, and and I said. Is it okay if I don't wear the mask? Does it want me to wear the mask? And I looked around, and a lot of people were wearing the mask. So I was like, all right, I'll put the mask on. I'll put the mask. Like, you know what I mean? There's older people there, whatever. But then I still feel like, you know what? If you don't, if you have a problem with it, then don't go out. Don't go out. It's it's weird. You know? when, it's but, weird when you look around and you're trying to figure out. Okay, so now I've noticed at places like grocery stores and stuff, probably the people that are masking, uh, it's about it's about fifty percent, whereas it was you know. I would guess at the at the peak, you know, ninety eight percent or something like that, or, or pretty pretty high here. Uh, you, you were probably there weren't, there weren't very many that weren't at one point. So, okay, so now it's about fifty fifty. And then as I look around at the the people that are wearing masks, I start to wonder. It's like I it's like I'll see somebody older, and I'll like 
do they not have a vaccine or do they not believe in it or what why why are they still have masks i start wondering are they some kind of they don't believe in this they've they've they don't believe in the science or what you know i start um i start double guessing and then i tell myself just don't even have that inner dialogue don't worry about what anybody else's intentions right it's not worth it trying to trying to trying to figure out what somebody else is doing right seems like yeah i don't know well i it's like look i i I just I don't want to get into anything with anyone. Uh, but I, when I went into the grocery store yesterday in Connecticut, Caraluzzi's, which is like a family-owned business, very good, like very, like great customer service. Like they'll, you know, get everything for you. You know, they'll just help you with anything. And uh, you know, old school. You know, and uh, I, I walked in there and I saw the sign with the picture of the mask, the mask, and then I double back out. I saw someone without a mask. I looked at. It, I said, "What does the sign say?" And it's, again, it was the double vaccine. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm, I don't. I'm not going to wear the mask. I don't need to." And and uh, but I saw all these people with it, and I started to think about it. I'm like it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Really, that's that person's choice. I'm going to go without the mask. I'm not even going to try you know? to figure it out because it's just it's too weird. Yeah. You know, even if the, the, you start making a, a supposition about why somebody's doing it or not, you're you're, you're probably wrong. So what, well, I, yeah, and and that trip to the grocery store was wild because it was like uh, I asked Susie, you know, she was working on Sunday, and I said I'll go to the grocery store. I said let me know and let's let's make a list. We make a list, the whole thing, and then I'm texting her, but she's not getting back to me right away because she works in retail. She's a manager, so she's busy, so she's not taking the text. I, I can't find like three items, so I I, I leave uh, with the first time. I go out the car. I'm like, wait, maybe they do have those items. Maybe I didn't look. I had sunglasses on, prescription sunglasses. Maybe I. I, I walk back in. I get those things. I go out. She's like, I, and I had asked her, you know, dog food. She's one, two, and she said two. I had only gotten one. So then I had to go back in a third time. And then there was one more text that I missed. Can you get chicken in this? I was in that store like fourth time. I was ready to, I had a, a change of clothes in the car. I was ready to change my clothes. If I had to go in there a fifth time, I was going to change my clothes and change my eyeglasses. <laughs> and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I just, what is, what's up with that guy? And so the last time I, I, I was just getting like one. One thing just it was like one bag of like you know fresh pet dog food so i got in that like that you know that little customer service area where they can ring you up for a few items right right i went there and i'm behind this guy and i had seen the guy saw he was wearing this shirt i don't know if it said high voltage but he was like all in black guy looked like he was probably late 50s maybe 60 frizzy gene simmons long shoulder length hair right he literally looked like he was a guitarist in a black sabbath cover band right and he's in front of me and i had seen him in the store i noticed him and he was wearing a mask now i don't know anything about the guy's politics what he believes his health or anything um but he's wearing the mask but he looks like he's of an age where you know you might have gotten it you know you'd get it you know and so he's in front of me and i noticed that he's got lots of desserts I mean, like, like, a, but individual desserts, like, like, a, you know, like you, we how sometimes a grocery store sells like one slice of carrot cake. Well, he had yeah, that one slice of carrot cake, key lime pie. and he had, but it, but it wasn't like he was getting ho hos and stuff. It was yeah. all like their bakery stuff, and it must have been like seven or eight things. So I was really like, huh? I didn't notice anything else, and then I noticed when he paid, he didn't want a receipt, and he paid with cash, and he had like a thing of cash. And as he walked away, he had dropped a $20 bill on the floor, folded up. I knew it wasn't mine. I, and I'm like, I had cash, but I knew it wasn't mine. And so now I, I didn't know what to, he had gone too far away. There's plexi still by that thing. And now I've got to shout across the plexi. And there's a lot of people in the store. It's my fourth time in the damn place. And I'm like, hey, you, they thought I was the girl, behind, the customer service girl, the girl, the cashier thought I was talking to the manager. Like no, I'm like guy, bro. I I want to go like Gene Simmons guy, black sap guitar guy, like <laughs> you know, you know, man in black. I didn't want to draw attention to myself, and I didn't want people to see that I was picking up a twenty. I like I didn't want this good deed to be noticed, but I was drawing more attention to myself, yelling, screaming. And this like, was in I, Connecticut. You're in Connecticut. Is this it? is in yeah. This is in New Canaan, Connecticut. New Canaan is that and, near New? Is it because I, I get mixed up where you see where New you Canaan, from? Sandy Hook. It's in Fairfield County. Um, it's not far from Danbury, very close to Danbury, Trumbull. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, so you're way out on the. It would be the. Well, I'm, I get mixed up because I'm the, with the southeast thing there. So you, you're more on the 
western part of the state right isn't not, that the western too, part not of the state? too far west yeah. i mean it's i guess it's uh all right all right a little yeah. bit i, I guess because I've, I've been out there a lot but i've been more on the opposite side of the state over in the you know near a new town not new canon new town uh, did i say new canon i think I you said, said new canon new, new town danbury that which is north of kind of north of bridgeport milford new haven out in that area right sort of yeah yeah sort of i was yeah. further i should know better i have uh, relatives that lived out on the opposite sort of more more towards new hampshire side of the state which is over yeah. groton yeah. new london well not new london yeah yeah new london's yeah. over there groton montville by the the big casinos the mohegan sun and foxwood foxwood is that what it's called foxwood yeah foxwood yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there. yeah. mystic so. seaport that, yeah. that area i've been out there some but yeah i had yeah. one this week the okay so in 10 days ish probably i've probably i I've, I've not had a mask on anywhere in 10 days and we've been we've been out quite a bit we've, we've gone out and i'm just like all right i'm done with it unless uh, there's some reason not to uh, I'm, I'm i'm not going to put it on and so i, I haven't and uh because i you know i got the whole thing going on I, I just i feel really comfortable i i have zero coronaphobia i've gotten I got none of it going on right now. I don't. I don't. I'm not even thinking about variants. I'm not thinking about uh, any of that sort of stuff that I hear people talking about. The idea that uh, you know something, some blowback is going to come back at us and it's going to get us. You know, after all of this, I, I just don't think that. I, I think that. Yeah, I, I saw uh, somebody use a term that, that a lot of. Well, okay, it's it's mean. It, it really is. Okay, so there, there's. I know there's a lot of people that are freaking out. They they really are. Like when when the thing came up here uh, with with school, um, it was it was it was basically on a on a like a Wednesday afternoon. The governor said schools cannot enforce mask policies anymore. Starting tomorrow, when the kids go back to school tomorrow on Thursday, it's whatever the parents or whatever the kids decide to do when they walk in the door. So you had parents that had been telling their kids, you know, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, and all of a sudden they get to school the next day, and it's over. For the most part, a lot of kids, uh, the majority it sounded like, from what uh, the news reports were saying, weren't wearing masks, and so you had kids that were, and I'm guessing some of them were, okay, there's there's two ways you could look at that. It would be either you, you could get... Um, the anxiety over the idea that I'm the, the kid getting the anxiety over the idea that I'm going to catch something, I'm going to spread something, I'm going to get sick. So there's that anxiety. And then there's also the idea that I'm going to be made fun of by my peer group, by my friends, because I'm wearing a, a Mickey Mouse mask or something and or any kind of a mask. And they're not. And they're going to be like, hey, you know, the way kids are. They're, they're mean. So um, I understand that there's a lot of anxiety over that. And and I, I, I sometimes I, I, I keep telling myself just, just be, be be nice to people about that I mean, in my head it's it's hard for me to do that it is which is my own fucked up something i don't know from my childhood or, or i don't i'm not sure why i'm that way i i apologize <laughs> but okay so i go out and uh rachel's we're we're, we're gonna make uh she she had uh, some we do this uh or i say we she she does this uh um korean barbecue thing that's that's amazing that she does and um she wants this stuff it's called uh bugogi sauce bugogi is this korean barbecue sauce stuff that you can get there's various brands of it and there's various stuff and they they don't have it at general at least around here that if you go to it might be something you might find like like if you had a um you know like uh whole foods or something like that you might be able to find it but here in general grocery stores you're not going to find korean barbecue it's just it's too too out there too too non-midwestern too uh yeah too out of our league out of our lane to to be there so i've, I've got to go down to we've got this little uh asian food market that we we go to quite a bit and uh i know the guy that owns the place sort of ish i know what his name is his name's tony um and his wife's in there and everything and um i just go rolling into the place no mask on don't even think about it just come rolling in and there's about usually you go in there it's not a big place usually you go in and there might be four or five people in there and they it's not all asian food in the place they do have um like middle eastern things and, and stuff like that um but um it, it's there's not a lot of people in there normally for some reason when i go in there this time a couple days ago there's like 10 people in there and i go just 
breezing through the door, walk over to I know where they've, they've got all the kind of the Korean stuff and, and a lot of the uh, Asian hot sauce stuff. Start looking for everything, and I grab my bulgogi sauce or whatever it's called, and I look up, and I see Tony looking at me, and he's got a mask on. He's like five feet away. He's got he's got a, like a f- su- surprised look on his face, like he's uncomfortable. And then I look around, and there's like ten people. Everybody's got a mask on, but me. Mm. <laughs> and it's Asian, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know, they're more masky than we are. <laughs> they were masking before. Yeah, yeah, they they, they were uh, ahead. Of, they were ahead of the curve on this. They were wearing in in Asian communities, larger Asian communities. They were there. I've seen them wear masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in Chinatown, in Chinatown, oh, for sure. I remember being like two years ago at, uh, the, at the airport in Chicago and um, at O'Hare, and one of the big, giant fucking jumbo jet things was was loading a, a, a bunch of people up. It was a flight to Tokyo or somewhere, and um, I don't know that whole that whole wing, that whole concourse was full of Asian people, and I would guess. More than half, probably 60-70% of them had masks on. And that was, you know, way before we even thought of any of this shit. But everybody was masked up. And I remember thinking, that's weird. They're all jumping on the you know, plane to the Far East. It's going to, I don't know how long a flight that is, but it's a long-ass flight. And everybody's going to have a mask on. It just seemed really bizarre. But uh, then I, I felt bad. I was like, <laughs> all right. But I, and I, I did this weird thing. They, they still got their plexiglass up and... Um, so I kind of did this thing like I was holding my breath. I'd like my hand over my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get me, get me out of here. I don't have a mask in my pocket. I don't have one that I can throw on quickly. I've got my shit. I just want to want to give you my money and get the hell out of here. And uh, right. there's nothing I could do. But yeah, it is weird. And I know that people are uh, are freaking out. And uh, I think I don't know. I, I there's sometimes where it's uh, it's a little bit like the red hat society, the 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 Trump the Trump people that were just you know trying to. In some cases, I think they were just trying to show their colors by walking around with their with their stupid shit on. Um, I think maybe there's maybe a little bit of that going on with the masking thing, but I, 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 it's I, possible. Yeah. I, you know, I I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really hang my hat on one, on like on one side or the other. It was like I had no problem wearing the mask. It's just like, right? I I don't know. It, it's again, I still have. I've probably said it the last couple of weeks. The CDC and the announcement and how it's been handled seems to be a little bit confusing and, and poorly communicated. It is, and I feel bad because. Um, Okay, so the, or from you know we're going back to the beginning, so we had the idea that um, Fauci was doing a lot of the announcing and stuff, and he he disagreed with Trump a lot, and he called Trump out on things, and and there was a there was a um, I think a mindset that goes on that kind of goes back to that thing that I heard um, going back to like the Gulf Wars, where um, the the in the Middle East they have this uh, thing where they um, and this might go back to Sung Tzu or some ancient whoever. I don't know who came up with this. But the, the theory was that um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so, okay, I think there was a perception amongst a lot of liberal people, a lot of people that saw Fauci um, disagreeing with Trump, that he was the enemy of my enemy. So, therefore, he's my friend. Um as we progressed forward through this, then, like you said, now we have this thing that's going on where all of a sudden um, the the messages change. And I'm not saying Fauci is is uh, um, necessarily compromised himself or anything because I, I don't really know. I haven't I haven't directly followed enough of what he said or, or to even be able to intelligently speak about it. But I think there there's probably um, people that um, kind of put their eggs in, in the, all their eggs in the basket of um, believing always that the, the CDC or the, I don't even, he actually doesn't even work for the CDC, I don't think, but um, he, whoever he represents government-wise, that there was going to be more of a, more of a metered, measured, structured thing that, that might make more sense. But 
I, I think they got shit in the press. You and I talked about this maybe offline a little bit, but I, I think that um, when CNN and some places like that came out and all of a sudden started asking questions about, hey, what about the science? What about the idea that this really doesn't make any sense? Why are we still doing this? A week later, all of a sudden, bam. <laughs> all right, let's let's really quickly change course. You know, if you if you were really of the mind that uh, that uh, you know the masking thing was going to last for a long time, that's probably a difficult thing to all of a sudden have everything all of, all of them coming off. Or 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 the idea. The other thing is the, the notion that we were going to, there's, there's, there's a, I know there's a mindset with some people that we should have to prove it, that, that we should have to, you know, somehow walk around with that, you know, our little vaccination card and, and when, when needed, that we should present that to people. That, that, but there's, there's a, uh, um, a notion there that that, that that makes sense. To me, that makes no sense at all. I'm, I'm, I, I always thought, why why would we ever show a vaccination card? Really, because we haven't had to before for anything. People never got you know, the the majority of people didn't get flu shots in the past. The majority of people um, there were there have been anti vaxxers for forever that didn't, don't even get their kids vaccinated that walk around freely in society. Um, I, I used to work with a woman who. Uh, she had three children. All of her three children were um, had been diagnosed with juvenile uh, arthro- the arthritis. It's like a, a arthri- arthritis. Is it called juvenile arthritis? And there's a, there's a more a more uh, fancy name for that. But anyway, um, they've got this um, severe rheumatoid like arthritis as children, um, and. The treatment for that is basically the same thing that they do for kids that have cancer for chemotherapy type thing. It's a, it's basically they give them a cancer ther- uh, therapy, and uh, they can't uh, they can't get vaccinations. They 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 have to be super aware and be away from people that could potentially. Y- y- spread disease towards them. You know, they they could get sick and die in a hurry, and so. Um, she was always talking about the idea that um, people who don't vaccinate their children could kill her children because her, her kids, they, they don't have the choice. They, they don't have the ability to, to just go right, and right. make sure that all that happens. And she was very aware of that. And so they, this is going back 10 years ago, maybe, uh, um, you know, they, they were wearing masks back then. Their kids were in certain situations and they, they knew when they had to stay away from, from, uh, which type of situations I guess to stay away from don't don't go into places where you know germy situations where you, they wouldn't go as an example they wouldn't go to the mall and let their kids play on that big plastic playground all the crap that at the mall the kids are all crawling around and sliming with all of their you know sneezes and um, whatever that's going on uh, it was just a big giant petri dish so she was like no I can't take my kids out there and, and they can't do that kind of thing because there's there's all sorts of kids we live in an area here where there there, there are a lot of businesses here that hire uh, we have a lot of engineers in town a lot of uh, people that are from Pakistan and from India and places like that that have religious exemptions uh, because of um, you know they're they're they've they don't have any vaccinations, even though they're here as invited workers, maybe working on a with a green card for a certain period of time. They're still not vaccinated. And um, so if you have a kid that's in that situation, you, you've got to be you got to be di- diligent. You got to be of the mind that it, it's it's us against them. We've got to do whatever we can to, to stay away from that 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 threat of disease. So um, it's always existed. And uh I guess now maybe more of us are aware of it, but we can't, I don't, I don't think, I, I would never agree with the idea that we are going to require people to prove to somebody else that they're vaccinated because uh, that's a very slippery slope in my mind that um, it requires us to prove a lot of other things. Um, certainly, you, you could look at it like this too. Okay, a lot of the people that are saying, Maybe we should have to prove that we're vaccinated if you ask them. Okay, um, if you're comfortable with that, are you comfortable with the idea that perhaps people should have to show their ID to vote? 
they say, well, no, that's that's a tough thing to do for some people. They, they, they and not everybody has an idea. It's, it's you know, when you get into that whole argument about that whole thing, it's just another can of worms. But it's it, it's kind of the same thing. It, it, it is a mixed, uh, you know, an, an argument, kind of a straw man argument in a way, changing the subject sort of. But I, I just don't want to get in that world. I don't. I don't want to live in that world where where that's how we would operate. So anyway. I got mine. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good. I mean, do you have do you have a vaccination card? Yeah, yeah, I've got it, and we. It's um, so anyone can make that. Yes, I'm not that yeah, good at yeah, Photoshop. That could be, yeah, and I mean, yeah. anybody can make that. It's such a joke, though. Like, like it. It's so unofficial. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, because it's written in somebody's scratched out handwriting. You know, they got, uh, I got mine at a grocery store, which is high V grocery store. So they wrote HV and they wrote the date and then some initials. <sighs> Come on. On a card that, like you said, you know, you could scan that and anybody with Photoshop in 20 seconds, the most rudimentary skills could recreate that. So, you know. What are, what are we proving here exactly? Um, and like I said, if you get into the idea that we have to prove things like that, okay, what are we gonna what what what's, what's what would we expect of that moving forward? How, how many things are we gonna put on that? If it if it comes down to health, are we gonna start saying okay, um, uh, you know? Um, did you did you get enough exercise this week? Do you have a uh, stamp on your card that shows that you worked out? Uh, <laughs> that you did? yeah I don't know I'm I'm just throwing that out as a as an example. But um, the I, I had a discussion with somebody this week. We we're talking about the things that we still didn't we still don't know about. Uh, okay, we we still don't know why the government has never really talked about. This thing with vitamin D, which apparently uh, I keep seeing over and over and over that the vitamin D actually was a certifiable real factor that most of the people that died uh, or were hospitalized had vitamin D deficiency, like an overwhelming majority of them. Uh, why isn't that talked about? They also know that there's um, a uh, certain percentage, which could be fairly substantial, of people that were just immune to it. And if we had... If we had potentially a shortage of vaccines, why weren't we testing people for immunity and then precluding them from the group that's re receiving a vaccination? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe because they haven't got that testing done yet and they don't know how to do that necessarily. Um, I, or, it could also be a logistical challenge. Yeah, I don't know. But it, you know, I, I don't really know the answer to that question. I mean, I've I've wanted to know. Whenever I looked at statistics, how come there were more men than women? You know, like what's I don't know. I because we're assholes. That's why. Because <sighs> we deserve it more. You deserve to die because you're part of the patriarchy. Yeah, this is a true story. It's a, it's the facts sometimes. You're the uh, you're not the birthing parent, John. You're the you're the lawn mowing parent. <laughs> In some cases, not not all dudes, but uh. I, I did mow. I did mow um, uh, Susie's lawn twice. Once when I got there last Monday, and that was on May seventeenth, tax day. And then I mowed it again yesterday, Sunday. She's like, "You didn't have to mow it already. It's too soon." I was like, "No, it's good." She was like, "I was going to mow it on Tuesday." I'm like, "No, I got it. I wasn't doing anything. It was the same thing as like changing the tire. I used to hate mowing the lawn, and now as I get older, I'd be like, I'm going to mow that lawn. I'm I can get do that. some steps in and fuck that lawn. <laughs> that lawn is mine. That so, lawn looks good now." So did you feel? Does does the uh, the is it a big big lawn or does, did it make you feel like you got? It's a, a nice size. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's. Uh, how big is that lawn? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say, uh, I don't know, about maybe 25 yards by about 20 yards. I don't know. It's yeah. it's a nice size. It's a hill. You know, it's 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 not a perfect square. Gas mower, self-propelled? Gas, gas mower, yep. Self-propelled? You got to push yeah. it? Yeah. You, yeah, you, it's, it's not a lot of work. It's not a lot of work, yeah. Okay, yeah. well that's good. That's uh, yeah. I, I've been. Well, like you said, you you want to feel like you're doing something. Uh, I 
so I had this weird thing. I was watching, I was watching, uh, just bouncing through dumb TV stuff. Sometimes when I'm, I'm even when I'm working in my office, I will turn the TV on just for noise. And uh, this one of the Netflix things just popped up to the next thing, and it started playing. I just hit start, and it was a Christmas movie. It's called Four Christmases. Four Christmases. I never had seen this, never heard of it. Uh, and uh, I was not really watching. I was uh, just kind of aware of what was going on. I, and um, I happened to glance over, and I see uh, it's got a, a variety of of known actors in the movie. Um, it's it's uh, I, I think they probably when it came out they they spent some money on it because uh, one so okay so one of the actors is is Tim McGraw the the country singer that's married to uh, whatever her name is Faith, Faith Hill Faith Hill there you go okay so Tim McGraw and I, I look over and I see Tim McGraw and um, I'm like at first I was like is that Tim McGraw he really geez, he's he's he looks different I mean he, he, okay. By American standards, looking at him in Four Christmases, he doesn't look, I wouldn't say that's a fat guy at all. Not, not, not even a little bit. But I'm looking at him and going, I've seen pictures of the dude lately, and he looks way freaking different now. And so I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, at the movie, and I'm thinking, when did they make this? And so I start looking, at, and it was made, um, I think, about, like about uh, 15 years ago, somewhere in that range. Mm. And uh, so I'm like, geez, what the, what went, what? I was like really trying to figure out because he looked so much, uh, he just looked like a different guy. And um, so I Google it and I uh, find out that uh, this was a, this was, for Tim McGraw, this was his bottoming out of his life. It was, it was like his low point of his life was when he got the, the acting role in Four Christmases. He, he uh, professes to have never seen the movie. Because after it was done, I guess apparently his daughter watched it. When his daughter watched it, she was like, "Dad, you look bad. You you, you don't look good. I mean, you you really you got to do something. This is it's embarrassing. Look at yourself." And like I said, he looks pretty normal. I mean, it, but he just doesn't look like what he looks like now. And uh, so I guess he got on this health kick thing and. Uh, He's written a couple books about being healthy since then, and some um, some things like that. But he he lost like forty pounds, and then he started. Uh, he also he's, he does I think he does quite a bit of strength training and stuff now because he's he's pretty ripped now and he's just lean. But uh, God, you look at the pictures from him then, and and there are places uh, on the internet where they show like a side by side Tim then Tim now, and it's the it's the it's the stills from the movie. <laughs> And then him, the what he looks like now, uh, which, wow, it's like... Oh, wow, he looks like a different dude now. I know, you're looking at that? You Google it? It's yeah, a, I just Googled it. I mean, I haven't seen the guy. Like, no, I mean, he, he like, he he looks younger and different. Like, he, he was never fat, but he had a round face. And, right, and it's like, right. But now he looks like he's on the cover of Men's Health. Yes, yes. But if you like look at he that, looks like he looks like a he looks like a twenty-something-year-old fit model. Yeah, yeah. In, in at least in the picture that they he use looks to yeah. show. So he's what fifty yeah. something, probably lo early fifties. He's older than me for sure. He might be closer to sixty. I'd say he's. Uh, yes. I'm guessing maybe I'd say for like I don't know. I'm guessing like fifty-three or something like that. I'm not sure, but. Um, he, yeah, he was at that? It was a weird yep, because Yeah, he, 54 years old. 54, he just turned okay. 54. All right. So, yeah, and uh, he just had a turning point in his life where he just said, well, his daughter gave him crap. But like I said, like you said, when you look at that picture, just looking at that guy, I would not have said this is a fat guy at all. I mean, not, not even, no. It wouldn't, wouldn't have gone there. But for some reason... <laughs> I guess his daughter thought he should look like he looks, you know, like the the ripped version of him. But maybe she was going, "Mom's hot, so why aren't you, Dad? You're you're looking like the fat." Certain no, he wasn't fat, but he was looking, he was looking, uh, he was looking like a middle-aged guy is what he was looking like, and uh, like your your average middle-aged guy. Which yikes, hmm. yeah, yeah. So anyway, he's uh, yeah he's gotten he's gotten lean. So I don't know how that. Uh, how that plays out? He's probably got a he's probably got a group of people that he works with. I don't know. 
for yeah. For apparently, the weight trainers. loss uh, happened back in uh, in 2019. Yeah, I did notice. Uh, speaking of country music, that uh, and we've talked about this guy before, and um, Morgan Wallen, the uh, country singer. I just saw that um, was it. ACM awards, some some sort of awards uh, thing. Last uh, there was like within the last uh, day or so um, for country music, he wasn't invited to uh, be there because of his uh, using racial epithets. Um, he, uh, you know, he's been he's been uh, kind of blackballed, but uh, well, he's been majorly. Was that the one outside of the apartment with the girl? Yeah, and with the girl, and he's and he, yelling, but he's not, yeah, yeah. You know, Take care of my n word. Uh, you know, he's talking about yeah, his, yeah. his friend. He was he was yeah. So uh, anyway, he he won. Um, three three of the major awards um uh, i think artist of the year and something else they so they he'd been nominated for six awards and he won three um the other thing that's gone on is uh since that's happened my dogs are barking but uh anyway um the other thing that's happened i noticed is that uh the, the that's very telling with him because if you look at the idea that he he has stayed on the top of the mind of and, and the top of the charts and and he's still selling music, um, okay, take take the race stuff, uh, take the whole the scandal, all that stuff out of the equation, and just um, take take the idea that radio, country radio, got rid of him. They they you're gone. We're not playing you anymore. All of the major iHeartRadio. Um, Cumulus, uh, whoever else is a, a, a big uh, uh, ownership, ownership group in the radio community, they, they shut him off. And so, for all intents and purposes, he should have been gone. He should have, he should have disappeared, but he, but he hasn't in any way, shape, or form. And the reason for that is we've shifted now towards streaming people are people are choosing their own stuff and and that's new that is that's new within the last year because i follow the radio stuff a lot and so the idea that uh you had to have radio to be successful is no longer true um it certainly helps i'm, I'm not saying it, it it doesn't but uh he 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 got famous because of radio but he he's famous enough now that he doesn't need radio and it's in its uh, the broadcast radio in its current form to stay where he's at because people like him and they're finding their way to listen to him through streaming and streaming now is as big it's it's now sharing an equal audience in car radios and people driving around it's as it's as big a thing as broadcast radio is for the uh, the first time in history and I think that that's just a matter of uh, the pendulum is is already shifted to the other side. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and we're going to get to the point where I'm not saying broadcast radio is going to ever go away because I don't think it will, but um, they're going to have to get their shit together. And what I mean by that is uh, there's so many stations now across the country that are running on computers. They don't have air personalities. They don't have any local content that matters not news, weather, sports, none of that shit they're doing well enough, often enough, um, authentically enough to get any of us to tune in. And if I can be driving around in whatever community, hear the music I want to hear, that I choose, that I curate, that I decide to pull down from the cloud, and I can pepper in news, weather, sports in the, in the manner I want, in the way I want to hear it, or, or not hear it if I you know maybe somebody's not into sports and they don't give a shit whether that's on or not or maybe they want to hear some sort of a local newscast you can pull all that stuff in by yourself now there's no reason for me to listen to the you know 98.7 the rock or whatever it, it just I, it's it's they're gonna have to uh, they're, they're, they're gonna have to adapt they're gonna have to shift to something some other mindset which is probably hey let's let's hire real people <laughs> let's do something that uh, requires uh, that, that's that's unique enough that 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 um, it will pull in somebody to listen. So I don't know. That's just my little rant. About yeah, that. I I I wonder the whole. I don't know where we're going with cancel culture, but you you it's a little bit more challenging to get completely canceled if you have your own thing. Like that's, you know, yeah, this right, guy Tony right. Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, 
who's killed Tony, who's a comedian who did his own special, whatever. I met this kid years ago. I didn't even know about it or hear about it. And then I was talking to my friend, Eric, the guy I met, you know, all those, when I used to go to the comedy store and hang out when I was out in LA. Yeah. And so, you know, and I watched Tony Hinchcliffe's comedy special. I mean, in real life, when I met him, he was kind of a funny kid and he's, is amusing and, and he's funny on stage. His personality, it's just a lot of back and forth and he's really good with the crowd and, and I guess the other day, last week maybe, well, I don't know, was it in, in Texas? He he uh, was kind of racist with a Asian comic and was I, d- I didn't playing hear the, that. I didn't hear the. Bit. I didn't hear the whole thing. I didn't hear the clip. And and even though I have been listening to Rogan and Rogan talked to uh, Joe Rogan talked to um, comedians, you know, I, I I listened to a few of them actually, um, and it didn't come up. So it must have happened after the even it didn't even come up with uh, what's her name uh, uh, Cummings Whitney oh, Cummings Whitney Cummings yeah yeah and she was a comedy store comedian as well so it would have come up because that's where Tony Hinchcliffe was there a lot and so but he's got his Brian Redman podcast thing but he was dropped by his agency huh and wma or whatever and so and and then i had listened to um uh, an episode with anthony cumia from the opie and anthony show and and i don't listen to his show and he's been off of he was fired by uh satellite radio right right uh years ago for like these tweets and and he's he tends to be a kind of a, a right-leaning conservative yeah. gun drinking gun toting yeah. guy whatever and he is a funny guy. He is. He you is, know, yeah. I mean, he definitely made me laugh. He was good at what he did. And the best thing about their show is is that they used to have comedians on, but the comedians weren't doing their material. The comedians would just be funny, you know. And and so, uh, but I listened to him, and like, so even though he had been quote unquote canceled a few times and fired, he did his own thing, and yeah. people are paying for his service. He he. Well, those guys that have okay, if if they're disconnected enough from from okay, if you don't have a corporation or a, a network or blah blah blah, some some you know entity that you're answering to. I'm not saying they're they're that they are uncancelable. Um, if they do if they do something bad enough that's perceived to be bad enough, I'm sure you know anybody can get um, excommunicated, uh, canceled, but. Uh, using rogan as an example um he is so fucking huge what 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 would have to happen we've all heard him enough to know okay it's not going to happen for one thing he might say something you don't agree with and he might say something that makes you you know upset he has views about um things with uh with uh you know he's had that he said something a couple weeks ago about uh, the problem with woke culture is that you're never woke enough and it's always going to go too far and at some point um you know we're gonna we're just going to get to a point and he used an example which may have may have been silly but he said that um white men are never going to be able to speak or be held basically that anything we say right well yeah and i don't know who he was talking about there and i'm like yeah i understand the point that he's making but and there are times and listen he's talking for three hours right it's free form he's talking to another comedian or whatever and it gets to a point where it's like you know what i think he was talking to a comedian um at that point another white guy and or i or, or maybe i don't know there were he had like two or three episodes where he brought that up a few times. And the thing that I didn't realize is when I Googled his name and put in news, right? Yeah. I saw, you know, uh, Vulture or, or Jezebel and all these things. And I realized it's like, oh, oh, they're just using yes. him saying something yes. to write um, uh, a piece to yeah. get clicks. Yeah, totally. Say, I, I, I'm, I'm say, that's pretty much it, right? It is. It like, is. Like, do, do we really care? You know, I, I mean, he, I'm sure he has a lot of listeners, but, you know, we don't have just one guy anymore. You know, you don't have Walter Cronkite and, you know, can you imagine if Walter Cronkite just shared his opinion every night? How quickly that would be. That person would get fired so quickly. During that show that, that they were uh, trying to call him out on. Earlier, earlier in the, I don't, I don't remember who he was talking to either, but I remember him talking to whoever it was. And before they even got on this idea of the, of the woke, um, criticism, it was some comedian he was talking to, but anyway, um, he says, 
okay, should and they 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 were joking about. It. He said that um, he had been criticized by I think it was somebody in the royal family had had criticized him, and he was he was, and Rogan, oh Prince Harry Prince, Prince Harry. Yeah, he said Prince Harry was talking about about me, and he goes, he goes and Rogan goes. If you think about it, he goes, why would anybody give a shit about what I say? He says, I'm a, he goes, I'm a, I'm a cage fighting announcer. Number one. Yeah. Number two, I'm a dirty comedian. And number three, he goes, I used to make people eat dicks on TV. That, that, that's my three, yeah. three, yeah, three dicks or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. I'm known and, for. And, and, yeah. So why he was you, he was speaking to a white comedian, uh, presumably that, white straight that, comedian, um, Joe List. At yeah, the time, yeah, 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 right? that guy, yeah. And, and and that that's one of the ones. I mean, he and he and uh, Dave Chappelle talked about it a little bit as well. He's had a lot of com- He does this. He has a lot of comedians on. Then he has like that philosophy professor, and then he's got it's a while. But yeah, and so I listen. I don't. I don't read a lot of these articles. I'll listen to the show, and I'm telling you, I don't. I. I from listening to Rogan, my perception of what he was based on whatever bro culture, whatever, even even Mark Maron made a joke about it. But you know what? Dude seems like a pretty decent dude. He's trying. He is trying. He, he re- no, no. He really seems like a decent giving dude. I think so. Who's yeah. done. And, and so, you know, I listened to Mark Maron earlier, and I've always liked Mark Maron. Yeah. And when he, and, and, but it's like, dude's angry. Dude is angry. He's morose. A lot angrier than, and I, and I don't think it has to do with money. I just think that's how he's wired, right? He's, he's like mor- he he's wants to be morose. a certain way. Yeah. But uh, but I think Mark Maron seems a lot less open minded than Joe Rogan does. <laughs> you I, know, I agree. I love his interviews. I really do. Um, I think. Uh, well, uh, yeah. He does. Uh, he, he's sometimes. Not always, but he, he, well, very often. I would say that Marin very often gets into a mindset where he, he, he gets, uh, you know, um, into, a, into a idea that he looks at himself and says, I know that I'm this way and I've got to, I've got to, I, I don't want to be this way. I, I want to get better. I want to, I want to not be that guy. But he's mm-hmm. struggling. It's, it's a pretty big struggle, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I I did while while googling Joe Rogan woke, and I found, and this is NBC News. Okay, and Joe Rogan criticized, mocked after saying straight white men are silenced by woke culture. And I scroll down, right? And this is by Matteo Michella and Wilson Wong, and uh, <laughs> I looked down. I didn't I didn't mean to do Wong like that. I just said it. I just. It's, it was the alliteration that brought me to say that. I'm not making uh-huh. fun of... It's just both of them. <laughs> Matteo Michella and Wilson Wong. <laughs> um, and so... And by the way, and then there's an ad for Princeton Plastic Surgeons with a picture of a lady who looks kind of like Whitney Cummings. And it says, <sighs> with a mommy makeover. What is it with the... Holy... My head's going to explode. Did, it, did the ad change because it heard me say alliteration? Huh. <laughs> and then a picture of Joe Ro- of, of Dr. Fauci. It's like they're listening to us. Uh, Dr. Fauci, Joe Rogan is incorrect that healthy young people shouldn't get vaccinated. <laughs> so anyway, so I scrolled down though, and uh, and and it gets to the point in the article. You know, it's a really good article when when it's 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 a full opinion piece, and then they just start to have the Twitter stuff. You know, it's just clickbait. Yeah. Um, well, the problem yeah, is when when somebody yeah. and I've had a I had a, a friend of mine that she was trying to call me out. Yo, you always this rogan she was like didn't you know that rogan says but and she was doing one of those things and okay the problem with her trying to comment is that i've listened to the guy for like you said three hours at a time for a, way too many times and i know where he's coming from I, I do know where he's coming from i know sometimes he says stupid shit and sometimes he's saying it because he's drunk or high or he's trying to get a joke some sometimes out of something um although i think he's more careful about that than he used to be but i i know from where he comes i I know that that um anything that somebody wants to call him out on is probably something that is based on an idea that they've gotten from somebody else because they haven't listened to him and if you listen to him long enough you'll know where he's coming from which uh, yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of spitballing i don't think he's always right but there's very no, few people no. i listen to that i think are always right but uh but there was where the hell is this thing i gotta find this it's so good uh <laughs> um 
It, it says another person tweeted a photo with the repeated phrase "Joe Rogan is goop for men," referring <laughs> to Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle website, which has been criticized for making deceptive and ups, unsubstantiated claims, according to the Watchdog Group. Sort of, probably in some degrees. I, I... But, but here's but here's the part that I have an issue with is in this article, and I think it came up recently, is Rogan is infamous for interviewing several controversial figures, including far-right Proud Boys founder Gavin McGinnis and disgraced comedian Chris D'Elia, whatever. And so so here's the thing about that is, and I don't know if he brought it up, but it'd be like Mike Wallace interviewed the Ayatollah Khomeini. Yes, yes. yes. Now, 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 and now, I'm not suggesting right. that that Joe Rogan is is on par with Mike Wallace because it's really hard to compare things apple to apples because the culture has changed so much the landscape of media how we get it you know I was listening to Gabe Kaplan welcome back Connor Gabe Kaplan was on Mark Marin show and the guy is seventy seven years old recently pretty good at, yeah today, today oh, was today's episode listen. it was very Ga good actually I love Gabe Kaplan and and guy is totally with it he had written anyway the but um but he was talking about because remember battle of the network stars was such a big deal oh, now yeah, you're yeah. a little bit older than me so you would not have been what you would have been old to a point where you were too old in the mid 70s to be watching this be watching uh, it yeah but as, but, yeah. but i was in 1976 and i don't know if that was the first battle of the network stars but that was the one where Probably, he and yeah. robert conrad got into a thing and he oh, recently yeah. wrote anyway and so T telly savalas was the was like the <laughs> team captain for cbs he had kojak yeah and gabe kaplan for abc he was welcome back cotter and then robert conrad whatever show he had on nbc and he was like a guy's guy right so anyway but it, it was like but he he was talking about when there were three networks at that time yeah you know, and and so you, you, now we we've, we've got I don't know one thousand thirty seven net. I don't even know how many channels of of content there are. <laughs> there there you will know, be more tomorrow than there were today. <laughs> you know, and and so yeah, I mean, I remember when I went to college. When I went to college and I got cable television for the first time, I think I had thirty six channels. You know, and and then uh, you know it's like, and then I remember, you know, uh, what's his name? I've said this before. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, fifty-seven channels and nothing on. Right, right. And now it's just like hundreds upon hundreds of like channels, and and it's not just the TV; it's other places, you know. And so, you know, when when satellite radio was a thing, people were blocking, you know, like uh, we can't; these two companies can't be too big. It's like they're not competing just against. So what if there's only one satellite company? They're competing against everything. Yes. You know, and and that was the time you mentioned this. Uh, the the I know I've got off track here. It's not that I don't I don't want to talk about other podcasts at this point. It's just uh, who cares what Joe Rogan says? Who cares what Mark Mar? You know, it, most people the very three the three people that listen to this don't listen to either of them anyway, right? And they're not going to listen because I mentioned them. And you know, it's 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 not it's not real news. You know, it's, I don't even know what real news is anymore, you know, but it, there's, uh, you know, there was, uh, remember Jack FM? Yeah, I do. You know, and that was before streaming, like, you know, Napster had had their thing, but it when that was essentially basically competing with people's iPod shuffles, <sighs> you know? Yeah. I, I, and, I, uh, you know, it's just like there was no real, it was just like a canned guy, but it was no DJ, and they just played music Yes, with limited commercials. I, I heard uh, some old guy uh, recently, where was that at? Maybe he said something about, he was talking about the, the news factors. The things ought to be like the library. If you go into the library, they, they, there's, a, there's fiction, and then you can go into nonfiction, but you know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the news we don't know it's just they make that shit up <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah i i mean I, tonight i i'm not i gotta wake up in the morning to take kylie to school and uh I'm, i think after this i'm gonna literally remember quibby remember remember quibby quibby <laughs> sure. yeah you don't remember that no you don't remember the the network that was like the billion dollars oh yes yes was i do it was like that. last year yeah. remember it was last year. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, and and it launched, uh, you know, less five than a year ago. Five minute videos or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was right. It was essentially, basically, 
it was like a feature film yeah, yeah, or yeah. a TV series yeah, okay, yeah. where you'd watch them five to seven minutes at a time. Yeah. And you could watch them in portrait or landscape. They were shot in such a way. And I remember there was one, it was one called Die Heart with Kevin Hart and John Travolta. And it's this idea that Kevin Hart wanted to be an action star and be in an action movie. And he went to John Travolta, who played this old Hollywood stuntman training guy. And uh, I, I, knew, I knew of the guy who directed it, this guy, Eric Appel, who was a director on, on Silicon Valley, on New Girl. On, uh, anyway, he, he'd been around. I, met, I, quote, unquote, met him on Periscope. I had communicated with him a little bit, you know, still follow him on Instagram, but it was his show. And right as my free trial was ending mm-hmm. was when that started. And I was like, damn, I kind of want to watch this. And uh, so anyway... They went defunct. It went out of business. Roku bought Quibi. So now, if you have a, like, I have a TCL, I think you may as I well. Do. Yeah, we and do. it has the Roku app, and whatever, wherever you have the Roku app, you can watch these Quibi shows. And, uh, and they're free, completely free. They haven't dropped them all. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to watch Die Hard, 78 minutes of uh, wacky John Travolta and, uh, you know, one of the original Sweat Hogs with with kevin hart so it's there's again that's a channel that most people wouldn't hear of or know about mm-hmm. and, and now it's free it shouldn't have, you shouldn't have paid for it in the first place but it's uh you know what the i have such a great life and that ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.